Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 14. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Jesus makes it clear how you get this union. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. Anyone who loves Jesus loves the Father, loves them. Isn't that true in a natural sense? If somebody loves your kids, you love them. Isn't that the way it goes? Somebody hurts your kids, you hurt them worse. Verse 21, Jesus said, if you love him, he will love you and manifest himself to you. Judas, look at verse 22, said, how will you manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Now, listen, side note. If I were Judas, I would change my middle name. I'm serious. I really would. I would change my name to Judas and my middle name would be not Iscariot. What's your name? Judas, not Iscariot. <laughs> I would change my name. I just would so people wouldn't get it confused. The Lord has fellowship with those who love him. And true lovers of Jesus are those who obey him. Judas says, I don't understand. And Jesus says, the world can't know this manifestation without loving me. Verse 24, look at it. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the fathers who sent me. In other words, Jesus can't manifest himself to a disobedient people, people who don't want him and people who don't love him. Point number four. Yay. Number four. Got two today. The promise of the supernatural teacher. I'm working, y'all. Verse 25 and 26. Look at John. 14, 25, 26. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the Holy Spirit, in verse 26, are you looking at it? Say amen. But the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said unto you. Notice, saints, Jesus says, since the Holy Spirit is living in you, you have a resident truth teacher. I like to say it that way. A resident, that means he lives inside, resident truth teacher in you. Remember I told you, were you with me last week? Show of hands, were you with me last week? I told you last week that in the Old Testament, the, 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 the saints of the Old Testament uh, didn't have the Spirit in them. He was with them, but he was not in them. And because, stay with me, saints, because that they didn't have the resident truth teacher in them, it caused some problems. What do I mean? Hosea chapter 4, verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. 
There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed. For what, saints? Do you know I could preach on that verse for the next rest of the year? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Do you understand? Because of your lack of knowledge of the word of God, it hinders your ability to grow in Christ. If you don't feel like you're growing in Christ, it's probably because your face isn't in the book. I'm just trying to keep it 100. Your face isn't in the book because And the Bible says if your face isn't in this book, you're going to be destroyed. People who leave here and they'll they'll ask me, Pastor Rodney, I'm leaving the area and can you recommend a good church? I tell them, you know what, honestly, I I don't know all the churches around the country. I will tell you that uh, Calvary Chapel is safe. Uh, It may not be like this one because they're all different. They all kind of take on the, the tone of the pastor and the leadership, so to speak. But 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 it's safe because you're going to get clear teaching. You're going to get verse-by-verse teaching from the Word of God. And that I'm waiting while you clap your hands. That's so important. That is so, clear teaching is so important. You do not want to go to a church where they just, you know, what I call springboard from the Word. They read a verse, and then they, you can shut your Bible because they're going to talk for the next three hours, and they, you ain't going to never have to read another verse. That's called springboarding from the Word. Paul told Timothy, preach the Word. He ain't spray, say springboard from the word. Use the word as a jump off. Teach the word. But if there's no Calvary Chapel, no, well, there's no Calvary Chapel, then I tell them, you know what? Then find yourself a Baptist church. Because generally the Baptist church, they stay pretty, pretty, pretty good. So I stay on the word. Baptist. Not Baptist. Not Baptist. Now, if you say Baptist, we know you ain't from here. Okay, if you go, well, I, well, I'm from the Baptist church. If you say Baptist, you ain't from here. Down here we say Baptist. <laughs> I go to Baptist church. Right down there, make a left at the fourth tree and turn, turn, turn around when you see the little bush with the red things on it, then make a left, pull up in the parking at the Baptist church. But if it's Baptist, that ain't, no, because they, they teach the word. Many of them teach the word, and they, they, they're, they're very, very clear. But find yourself a Bible, here's my point, y'all, find yourself a Bible-teaching church that teaches the word of God because the Bible says my people perish. Is it still up there? I've been talking. If my people, it says my people are destroyed, or some of your Bibles say perish for a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. The people of Israel historically had a problem remembering truth, and they would vacillate back and forth. Well, listen, in the church, we don't have to try to remember the truth because the truth teacher, the Holy Spirit, is constantly reminding us of the truth constantly reminding us of the truth. But the helper, please look at verse 26 again. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that, y'all get this, that I said to you. 
Fast forward, chapter 16, look at verse 13. Chapter 16, look at verse 13. However, when he, that's a personal pronoun, y'all. That means that the spirit is not an energy, a force, or some kind of ethereal essence that's kind of floating out there like the ghost, like Casper, the friendly ghost. He's a person, the third person of the Godhead bodily. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Look at verse 14. He will glorify me. Underline this in your neighbor's Bible. Go ahead, reach over there and just scribble right through it. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. Did y'all get that? This is how it works. Simple as this. God gives his truth to Jesus, who gives it to the Holy Spirit, who then declares it unto you. Or he shows it unto you. Or he gives it unto you. Do you know, listen, the Spirit receives nothing of himself. Do you know the Holy Spirit doesn't seek glory for himself. The primary function of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. The job, I need you to say a better amen than that. The job or the work of the Holy Spirit is to give glory to Jesus. I have been asked a thousand times in the history of this church, Pastor Rodney, is it wrong for us to worship the Holy Spirit? Is it wrong for us to give worship to the Holy Spirit? I have been in churches and in church circles where they actually do worship the Spirit. And they're singing, you know, Spirit of God, we love you, Spirit of God, we worship you, Spirit, Holy Spirit, we love you. I've been in environments like that. People have asked me, is it wrong to do that? And I would tell them a resounding biblical yes. That would be wrong. Because according to the scripture, I didn't make this stuff up, y'all. I'm just telling you what's already there. It's too good for me to make up. This is good stuff. It's too good. You know I didn't make it up. It's too good. The job of the Holy Spirit is to point you to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is saying, no, don't worship me. Worship Jesus. Give glory to Jesus. Worship him. Raise your hands to him. Exalt him. That's his Focus, that's his primary purpose. That's his intense desire. The Holy Spirit's intense desire, most intense desire, is to reveal Jesus Christ to men. On the day of Pentecost, do your homework. Study a sermon. Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, he talked about Jesus Christ was the main topic. And Jesus will be our main topic in eternity. Somebody say amen. The Spirit is not concerned with glorifying himself. The Spirit is here to point us to Jesus. So when you hear people, uh, God help me, I have so much in my head. When you hear people glorifying the Holy Spirit, that's out of balance. I came from a background like that, actually. Well, we left church, and we were like, whoo, 
Oh, did you feel the spirit? Ooh, my God. Oh, goosebumps up my, oh, up my, oh, the spirit. Ooh, 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 the Holy Spirit was all over the place. Did you feel, ooh, people falling out and throwing, throwing sheets on the people. And oh, my goodness. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Am I right about it? Oh, oh, my God. Ooh, the spirit. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh. The the spirit, oh, 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 the spirit, oh, it was just, oh, we, we, did, we didn't even get to open our Bibles. <laughs> the spirit was so heavy. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the spirit was so heavy, we didn't even open the scriptures. The pastor couldn't even preach. The spirit was just all over everybody. Problem. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Anytime you're giving that much glory to the Spirit and you don't even have time to open up the book that God has something to say to you, we have a problem, Houston. God speaks through this, not through some revelation given to some man that generally is not out of here. That's why staying safe in the book verse by verse, is the best thing for us to do. <laughs> love the book. Go ahead and say it. Love the book. Say love the book. Love the book. Amen. What you learn in church today? Love the book. <laughs> love the book. The Spirit's job is to cause us to worship Jesus. The Father, verse 26, will send the Holy Spirit. No, watch this. In my name. I told you in Jesus' name meant in the character of Jesus, in the nature of Jesus, what is consistent with what Jesus would ask for. When you pray in Jesus' name, you're asking in his behalf, standing in his place. So listen, the Father sending the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name means in Jesus' place. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to take Jesus' place like another comforter. Alos. He's saying the same thing. The Holy Spirit will desire what Jesus desires and seek what Jesus seeks and love what Jesus loves. Remember, he came to glorify Jesus. He's not on his own. His ministry is to stand in this world and bring glory to Christ. The Bible tells us he will teach us all things and bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. All things doesn't mean He's going to bring to remembrance all things. That doesn't mean when you become a Christian, you become omniscient. Say amen. You knew that. All things refers to concerning the spirit. He'll bring to remembrance all things concerning the spirit. And how many times can I get a witness? How many times have you been sharing your faith and you need a word from God and God brings it to remembrance? Or maybe, you, you know, you, you're out sharing your faith with somebody. Yeah, this ever happened to you? You're sharing your faith and you're just talking and all of a sudden God starts bringing scripture verses and you'd be like, and you're like, man, I didn't even know I knew that. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? You're sharing the verses and connecting them and it's, all, it's going great, you know what I mean? You're like, man, I'm blessing myself. I mean, man, this is so good. I need to, I need to save myself. I need to, I, I, you want to get saved? Yes, I do. 
Because it's, it, it just, it, it, you know what I'm talking about? And it's like, because the Spirit's bringing the, the verses to remembrance. Or, or how many times have maybe you've been in distress of soul and you needed a word at the right moment, at the right time? The Holy Spirit brings to your remembrance the very scriptures that's needed. In other words, the Spirit is going to take the loose ends of scripture knowledge that you have that are jumbled in your head and bring them together to teach you. Now, you've heard me say a Bible teacher, preacher can't teach you anything. If you learn anything while I'm teaching in this pulpit, it's because the Holy Spirit showed you. Do you understand I can't learn you anything? All I can do is stand here and share the word of God with you is for the Holy Spirit to teach you. So if you hear anything that I say and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, I got that. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I got that. That's the Holy Spirit. That's not me. That's the Holy Spirit revealing because, remember, this is a spiritual book. And in order for you to understand this spiritual book, are y'all listening? In order for you to understand this spiritual book, you got to have spiritual eyes. You have to have the mind of the Spirit, the eyes of the Spirit, the heart of the Spirit. He's got to reveal it to you. So nobody can teach you anything. Only the Holy Spirit can give you those aha moments. And that's what it means when he says he brings all things to you. Remember, whatever I said to you, he's not going to leave you orphans. And he's not going to leave you ignorant. The Spirit of God teaching all things and bringing all things to your remembrance. Listen, and I'm coming in. Listen, stay with me for a minute. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance and teach you all things. And bringing verses to your remembrance. Let me tell you something. I believe that that is a secondary interpretation. A secondary interpretation. If there's a secondary interpretation, then there has to be a primary interpretation. I think the primary interpretation here is Jesus is saying, when I go, you are going to have absolute recall of every word I said to you. Keep in mind, saints, context, 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 Bible students, listen. Keep in mind that the Gospel of John is written 60 years after the death of Jesus. Keep in mind that John, the apostle who is writing this gospel, is 90 years old at this time. And if the scriptures are going to be accurate and the scriptures are going to be inerrant, of which we as believers believe in the accuracy and the inerrancy of scripture and the infallibility of scripture, we believe that, yes? If that's going to happen, if that's going to be true, then Jesus is going to have to impart to us this supernatural teacher to bring all things that he said to to them to, to, to remembrance later than 60 years. 60 years. Don't you know 60 years is a long time? You can forget a lot of stuff in 60 years. You can forget a lot of stuff in 60 minutes. The older you get, you can forget a lot of stuff in six seconds. It happened to me just the other day. I went to Walmart. Now, y'all know how I feel about Walmart. but I went to Walmart. My wife said, of all the things we didn't have in our kitchen is a cheese grater. 
all the stuff we got in that kitchen ain't a cheese grater nowhere. So if I say, honey, can you go get a cheese grater from Walmart? I'm like, if I must. <laughs> so I go... So I go to Walmart, you know, you get in Walmart, you, 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 you know, you, 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 you get there. By the time you get there, you, you, get, you get in the store and you call it, you call it back. And this, I live two and a half minutes from the nearest Walmart, okay? Two and a half minutes. By the time I got there, God is my living witness. I called up. I said, honey, what you tell me to get? I said, what? What you say get? Honey. Get a cheese grater, and while you're at it, pick up this, that, and the third. Oh, okay, okay. So, so y'all better stop, all right? Don't, don't start with me. I'm not in a good mood today, okay? But you can forget a lot of stuff. Listen, if Jesus is going to preserve his truth, here's my point, saints. Listen, if Jesus is going to preserve his truth in the disciples' minds until years later when they can sit down and grab a quill, so that they can record the New Testament, then God is going to have to give them supernatural accuracy, a supernatural teacher to bring every single word to remembrance. Remember, he said, of what I said to you. He's going to have to give them this supernatural intervention that they could have never remembered had they not had it. They could have never reproduced the accurate, inerrant pages of Scripture. Listen, in this promise of a supernatural teacher is a promise of divine inspiration. Both. And then John goes on to say in the last chapter, verse 25, 21, 25, John said, There is so much stuff, a lot more things that I could tell you, but I don't have space. I don't think the books of the world could hold it. Do y'all understand what's happening here? That the Spirit of God is coming upon these men. I'm not talking only about John. I'm talking about John and Matthew and Mark and Luke and Peter and James and, and, and all of the apostles, all the writers of Scripture supernaturally recorded and remembered exactly what Jesus told them. Did you get that? Exactly what he told them. The truth they heard from Jesus himself, and they recorded it in the scriptures. The Spirit of God gave these early men supernatural accuracy because they had a supernatural resident truth teacher teaching them. And I close with this. Listen, if the Holy Spirit is going to bring all things to remembrance, the things that he said, listen, in order for him to bring to remembrance the things that he said, there's got to be something up there to remember. And that means we need to study the Bible. That means we need to be students of Scripture. Be like the Bereans and search the Scriptures to see if these things are so. Don't, don't, don't believe everything just because somebody stands in the pulpit and tells you they're a preacher uh, of, of the Word. You believe everything that comes out of their mouth. I personally like it when, uh, don't say amen too loud. Um, I, I, I like <laughs> I kind of actually I kind of like it when 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 I don't put it this way I don't mind when people come up to me and say oh Pastor Ryan, you know what you quoted that scripture John um, you know uh, twenty one twenty 
five, when actually it was, John, that's not a good example because I know I'm right about that one. But, but um, John 21, 23, when pastor really should have been John 21, 25. I don't mind that at all because I, that, that tells me that you're being Bereans. You're searching the scriptures to see if these things are so. Paul told Timothy to study the show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That word rightly divide means to cut straight. It's a surgical term. It means to cut straight. We are to cut straight the word of God. You don't believe a preacher because he stands in the pulpit and says, I'm a preacher and I'm speaking for God. Listen, if he ain't speaking what's in here, I don't know what he's talking about, but he ain't speaking for God. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.